Now this is some proper 24. Hello, this is uh, episode three of season two of 24 Bauer Party People. I continue to be Sam. Uh, and I am unsure who I am at this stage. Uh, and we are both um, very inconsistent about actually introducing ourselves in these episodes. Mm. We are we are now deep into what... what when I told Jesse that we needed to watch 24, it was all, it was a matter of time until we got to the kind of stuff we've gotten to now where baffling things will happen that will make us honk at the screen with laughter and disbelief. Uh, and then deeply troubling things will happen that will make us have a discussion about what the show's politics are, yeah, uh, whether we're meant to agree with anything, and whether the show act- actually has any politics. I think it is still a Lib Dem show. Um, what? But it's like... Uh, actually, no, you know what? I think it's moved beyond Lib Dems into the era of the American Dems. What? I, uh, I think it's important to note that... Francois Truffaut, he said that it was impossible to make a, an anti-war film that could not uh, be interpreted by some as being a pro-war film. Mm. For instance, you watch Apocalypse Now, which is about the horrors of war, and then some people think that it's just about you know these cool marines playing Ride the Valkyries. Mm. Uh, 24, you could tell me, was written to either condemn or lionize the war on terror. Yeah, yeah. And that has never been more uh, appropriate, or more apparent, uh, than in than in this block. Well, uh, oh, okay. But, uh, uh, but we've got some fucking primo Kim. Oh, God, have we? Oh, I... Oh, God, have we? She's done... Not an awful lot, this. She really hasn't done much, this whole block, has she? She hasn't done an awful lot, but what she has done... How, what she has done is insanely funny. Yes. But, like, she's really not done much. No, but I mean... It, I didn't. It's been four episodes, and she's basically not been on screen except to do something incredibly funny. Yes. So should we just talk about that quickly? Because it's basically just completely... It's like five minutes of footage for Kim for the last few episodes. Well, um, no. Well, Kim, to begin with, she is still in um, the just at, just outside of LA um, in the police station, and well, she gets to see Megan picked up by her aunt, her ancient aunt. Yes, yeah, so it's her mum's sister. But I mean, I think it is probably one of those situations where you know, um, someone will be like, oh yes, I'm I'm just your older sister, but actually, you know. Um, it she, is. It I, is. Yeah. I, yeah. Actually, that's her mother, and you know they like just pretended to do it because you know they didn't want to have it revealed they had a kid out of wedlock, that kind of thing. Um, but she lives in Santa Barbara. Yeah, which we all know. We, we all know um, it's Bauer Fuck City Central. Mm. So when um, yeah, when Megan says, "I'm going to live in Santa Bar," I'm going to live in Santa Barbara. Um. That that's Kim starts weeping with joy because yeah, her dad has always told her some lovely things about a weekend in Santa Barbara, uh, and and then she says to Miguel like 
Santa Barbara, that's like 50 miles away from LA. And he's like, more like 100. And, and so we know that Kim will be safe from this. We know that we know that Megan. Oh, oh yes, Megan will be safe from this. Megan! Aaron! Megan! Uh, but then the um, uh, Sergeant G.W. Pepper. He's uh, just, oh God. He, he, wants to, he wants to claim local jurisdiction for this here murder that they got them on the hook for. So, um, I want. I want to say that you named G. W. Pepper just completely. I know who he is because of the Kill James Bond podcast because I've never seen any of the films he is in. But you immediately knew. You immediately saw G. W. Pepper. Yeah, I, I saw him, and I was G. W. Pepper. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, which I imagine must be only one or two of you, because everyone, of course, knows the exact name of a side character from a film from 50 years ago. Uh, he's a racist cop in a, in a few James Bond films. Yeah, he, he's a recurring character in a couple of James Bond films where he's just, he turns up to do racist cop. And, and then like James Bond then kind of acts like a sort of Bugs Bunny at yeah. him, like driving a boat through his car. Mm. Like, he, he exists purely as a, a vector so that anyone who may be inclined to think about, oh, I, I can't get behind James Bond when he's being mean to a policeman. They've created a policeman where it's okay to be mean to him. Uh, and then he goes to, uh, and then, then they just hang out in um, Thailand. Yeah, he just happens to be in Thailand. Oh, yeah, I forgot this. Yeah. He's not just in one... Yeah, no, he's a... Rec- yeah, as yeah. I say, he's a recurring character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he just keeps traveling around the world being a racist cop. Anyway, um, he's now here in, arresting Kim and, for a and, murder she didn't commit. And wanting to bring them back towards LA where his local jurisdiction can get the... And yeah. she's like, no, no! Yeah. I don't want to go there! Life sucks. It's going to explode. Uh, so Miguel... Miguel, he freaks the fuck out. And he's like, I'm about- not going back to LA. Yeah, he's man. like, how about we start a fire? And Kim is like, that's crazy. And he goes, is oh, it? Yeah, crazy like a fox. Uh, now they're going to have to turn around and take us back. Yeah, they won't be able to take us to LA and that's about to explode. So he sets a fire. Um, almost instantly, G.W. Pepper then just sees that the car's on a fire, freaks out as well, uh, and then just crashes off the road <laughs> he just crashes the car <laughs> which like, is the logical response to your car being on fire well no he, he makes the car stop drop and indeed roll yeah i mean fair enough um also we don't know the name of this cop so he, we are just gonna have to keep calling him gw pepper because well, like well this he is, doesn't have a name this is potentially the last time we see him because uh kim kim is fine kim has what we will learn is a congenital bower trait of being able to survive any vehicle crash, pretty much fine. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, just she's all right, and she yeah she she waits for if she gets an ambulance in for Miguel and GW, and then legs it, just pegs it into the um. Yeah, she goes in, and lives in. She's become uh, uh like the kid from the Wild Thornberries. Yeah, if you um like you, um Miguel is like wait, but Kim come back, and she's like. Hey, She's living in the vines now. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, she does spend an entire episode effectively going feral. Yeah, she's just living in the forest. That's... And, like, we don't even see her. She's just in a cave um, for yeah. an hour. Uh, uh, however, 
So we do just see her run through the scrubland for a while. And every time it cuts to her for a full episode, she is just going through the scrubland. Yeah, it just every now and then it just reminds her, yeah, she's still there. Until she ends up in a clearing. Well, are you at this point? I was looking up something to do with something else that we'll talk about in a minute. I, and you went full attention I now. I barked an order, full attention. Anytime I've spoken about Kim's plot lines needing to find something to do to keep her in peril, <laughs> this is what I talk about. This had me wheezing. <laughs> like I couldn't breathe. Kim. Not since Miguel's perfect roundhouse kick to Gary's face have I laughed this hard. I think this was harder. <laughs> Kim, well, Kim. It gave it a run for its money. I think the roundhouse kick is still funnier to yeah. me, but just because well, it was so unexpected. Kim walks into a clearing. Twig snap. <gasps> is someone there? The camera reveals. It's a mountain lion. <laughs> Kim runs and then instantly gets her foot caught in a snare caught trap. In a it's incredibly easy to release your own leg from it. I was stunned that she didn't try and gnaw her own leg off. <laughs> she doesn't do anything about it. And then the mountain lion is on the cliff above her, looking down at her very calmly. And it cuts to the ads. Yeah, and then it, when it comes back, it does it that. Comes... It does that multi-screen thing where it shows you, you know a few of the plot threads. And in in the one that shows you her, you see the mountain lion turn around and walk away. But that means that she was making. She's been staring at this mountain lion for five, five minutes. minutes. <laughs> so um, IMDb has a wonderful bit of trivia for this episode, which is this is the only episode of twenty four to feature a mountain lion. Oh, good. I'm glad we won't have another one. Would you like to know the better piece of trivia? Oh, I would. Now, um, Alicia Cuthbert, who plays Kim, uh, the mountain lion handler thought it would be a good idea for her to at least, like, interact with the mountain lion before they filmed their scenes oh, together. Oh, no. So, Elisha Cuthbert was bitten by the mountain lion. <laughs> oh, boy. She had to get a tetanus shot. She had puncture wounds from a cougar. Oh boy, I'd like to have puncture, puncture wounds from a cougar. cougar. Um, and that, and you want to know what else she does that episode? Nothing. Fuck all. That's, yeah, that's her episode. I was thinking, is there anything else? That she, this is four episodes, yeah. right? Yeah. She and gets rescued by some random guy who's wandering around. Yeah, but yeah, by some like, um, well, if you've been listening to um, part of the experiment, our The Colony Season 2 podcast, uh, a gym-looking motherfucker. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. A, a guy who just very sort of... I, Lives in the woods and has a gun. Yeah. He just wanders up and, and like takes a leg out of the snare, like, what are you doing here, you deaf bin? Get yeah. out of here. And then they wander off. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. That's, no, that's Kim's entire storyline. Yeah, like, oh, oh, I've got a place where you can get some Bisto. Yeah, that, that's it. And get some ham down mm. you. That's Kim's, like, entire. And it is one of the best four-episode arcs. Yeah, it rules. Um, um, anyway, I, now I on have, to I, the... I have been 
fucking bursting since we even came up with the idea for this podcast to talk about the mountain lion. I think you vaguely mentioned that there was a mountain lion involved at some point. So when I saw it, I went, oh, this is the mountain lion bit. Okay. Because but it, I had no you, idea about you don't the go, context for yeah. the mountain lion, which makes it even funnier. Yeah, you don't go into that bit and you just think, you know what I think would really make sense and add a lot. And because you know what? That snare and that mountain lion, you know what both of those are? Unrelated to a nuclear bomb. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the point where we should maybe mention the new award that we've come up with. Um, because we have the, the Bad Dad Award that yeah. we will be updating as we go on. Who we think is the bad dad award? Yeah, it's it's. Um, but we have a new one because it's, it seems like we won't be seeing much more of Gary, the the, the bad dad, bed push dad. Mm. Uh, but he he did. I think a, he firmly in a brief appearance he he pushed his kid. Um, he again also does murdered, a bit of domestic violence and then murders yeah, his wife. Which, um, I, if you're already going for you know maximum impact in a short amount of time. That's some pretty terrible dadding. Mm. Uh, and uh, they're attempting to fly to Mexico City. Yeah, like he does a lot of shit. Like he's, yeah. he's firmly up the bad dad chart. Um, but then we have Bob. Yes, we have Bob, who is... Um, well, let's, let, let's... We'll, we'll, we'll come back to Bob. Yeah. Um, but the point is we have a new award, which is the... Um, the, ter- uh, the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. And we decide in this we decide who is having the terrible, horrible, no good, very baddest of days. So I would like to retroactively award uh, the terrible, horrible, no good, awful, goddamn, shitty day award for the season one to Terry. Yes, who um, has was she was kidnapped. She was kidnapped by a bad dad. By a bad dad. Then she. Um, uh, she was catfished and kidnapped by a bad dad. Yes. Then she was... Uh, uh, well, she was then kidnapped because after she did the vomit escape was then betrayed. Yes. Yeah, she was betrayed. Then she uh, had to give a blowy for a phone job. A phone, a phone with low battery. A phone with low battery. Yeah, and then she had to murder oh, yeah, a guy. And then she... Uh, hide him in a bathtub. Uh, um... Then she had a ovarian well, cyst. Yes, and then she, then she had to. Um, well, then she thought her daughter exploded, and she and had she a had fugue, fugue state. state with Doctor Phil for four hours, and then she got murdered. Which so which if you're keeping track at home, that's a pretty bad day. Yeah, I think that is. I think out of any given season, that's going to be probably... A, that's, that, that is going to be up there. That's the one to beat. Yeah. Terry might be like the reigning champion. Because I think... I, although... The fact that she dies in the last mm, five minutes mm, means that they can just fit so much more in. Yeah. Uh, which is... I, I, I'm going to be asked a couple of contenders uh, for, the, for, for this, for today. They've... Um, Mm. They've had bad days that have been cut short, so they may yeah. they may win today, but they may struggle in the overall stage. Yeah. Uh, okay, so where are we? Where are we up to? Well, we've got. Well, well we need to go into Bob, I think, now, so Bob, that we can Bob, dis- Bob, discuss Bob, Bob the and, Bad Dad Award further. Well, uh, Bob and Razor. They, mm. So when we last saw them, uh, they were getting t- um, they were getting taken in uh, to be uh, to be interrogated, and so. Um, 
George Mason, he tells Tony about the fact that he's got a radioactive tummy. Mm. And he then interrogates Bad Wedding Dad and Razor together. Yeah, he tries to get them to turn on each other. Um, He's like, I'm sick and tired of you. I'm going to bang your heads together. you got 10 minutes to tell me which one of you fuckers did it. Yeah, and uh, Razor, he then gives up uh, BWD, which is Bad Wedding Dad. Mm. uh, And and his fiance then... Bob Wedding Dad. Yeah, Bob Wedding Dad. Uh, and his fiance storms out. Is going. Oh, I can't believe you gave up my dad. Um, yeah. What's his fiance's uh, name again? Uh, his fiance's name is Marie. Marie. Mm. Uh, and so yeah, his. So Razor, so far, coming in hot on the, you know, terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day stakes. Yeah. He, he's he's had his wedding cancelled because Rick. he's been racially profiled by a made-up police unit. He's found out that his uh, that his uh, father-in-law and employer oh, is oh yeah, is, it's is, his boss too. He's messed up in nasty things, so he's fired. And then his fiance leaves him for t- for turning on his dad, uh, for turning on her dad. Uh, his parents turn up and get you know, they get horrified and. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, what a shitty day. And and he's and he now is aware that there is a nuclear bomb in LA. Yes. So the, the Because the, they tell him that. Yeah. These are a lot of really high scoring things. This yeah. is um uh he he's hitting the triple twenty on uh on on bad days. Mm. Uh, oh and also at CTU during that interrogation, um after George mentions he's got, you know, the plutonium tummy, uh, Tony and Michelle, who I don't know if I've, if I've actually mentioned Michelle so far. Yeah, no, no, but you don't need to because she's pointless. Yeah, uh, Michelle is a... She's one of the many... She's the Nina replacement uh, as the, for the hot girl at CTU yeah, um, who does Nout. Yes. Um, she hasn't done a lot of things that have... I think been... you did mention her as the mean girl. Well, yes, I said that Nina is hot and mean, but I repeat myself. Mm. Now... She's not quite as mean. Uh, Michelle uh, is hot and mean. Yes. Mm. So um, they are. Uh, they debate about whether George ought to stay on, and you know, given that he's so ill, and he tells them something wonderful. Does he not? Oh. Is this where George mentions his previous career choice? Oh, um, well, yeah. He well, he does end up um, giving a heart to heart with Michelle. Where and now we've been saying that um, George has the. Put upon well, in season one, he had the put upon demeanor of a substitute teacher, mm. and in day two, or well, he he went from being a substitute teacher, getting out, getting towards the end of his rope, to being a substitute teacher at the end of his actual rope. Yeah, he does not care. And then when he got the plutonium, yeah, he then became a substitute teacher on the last day of school. Mm. We find out that what he really wanted to be all along. Was a teacher. <laughs> when he said this, we went. We both sat up. I went. No. Now I I've seen Twenty Four before. <laughs> However, it was many years ago, and years of living like I do, what with um, drinking a lot and also just really tripping more often than a human being should on stairs. Uh, I don't remember very many things about very many things. So this struck me as entirely new. It was. It was like seeing a sunrise. It's something you could miss, but just given the fact that we had had that running joke, it ruled. Um, Well, uh, 
So Razor, having agreed to cooperate, he um, he gives CTU access to the company systems. Yeah, he goes to his office with uh, some of the agents, yeah. and, and and he's like flicking through. One of my favorite bits is they they sit him down and like handcuff him to the desk, and he says, "I can't work like this." And I was like, "Oh, he's being a bit of a diva. <laughs> like, I can't work like this." And then and then I realized that he physically meant he can't. He can't type because his hands cuffed under the desk. So, because uh, the agent goes, "No, I'll, I'll I'll do the key inputs for you." And I was like, "Oh, okay." Well, they find a folder, quite a suspicious folder, that was made from his. They find out that the actual transfer was made uh, by being hacked in, and uh, yeah, because the the transfer folder that he finds is taken place when he was. On holiday, I believe, in Santa Barbara with Bob. <gasps> Bob! I would have expected this from Kate. <laughs> he, he says they're on holiday. Yes. Him, and, him and Bob are out of, the, out of the country at the time of the yeah. transaction um, being made, and it's done from his terminal, and, so it can't have been yeah. either. Of them. And he finds a folder labelled Trojan Horse Password Z, with a Z. And, and a winky face. And uh, at that point, Marie... I'm oh. not joking, by the way. That yeah. is that is what it. That's what it is. Oh, yeah, there, there is a wink. It's a life sucks ass yeah. style folder. Uh, at this point, Marie comes back in. She's they've moved to um they've moved back to like Razor and Bob and everyone's house to to access the computers there. And yes, yeah, so Marie comes in and just says, "Oh, I'm sorry. I was I I shouldn't have I I, I was rash. I was acting foolishly." Uh, and I'm then s- yeah. Um, I'm so sorry that you uh that you um, I'm, I'm so sorry that you found something and then just yeah, yeah just absolutely domes the CTU uh, agent yeah and then Razor gets um when he holds Razor at gunpoint sheds a single tear did he asks like has this two last two years just been a complete lie to you then did I ever mean anything to you and she she like cries a single tear, and then just fucking executes him. And I want to put Razor forward for the award. Yeah. Um. So on your wedding day, getting having your wife to be leave you and then come back to you and execute you after you've been arrested on terrorism for racial after being for racially you profiled. Didn't do. Uh, and you found you were being like. You're being deceived because your father-in-law was actually a... Uh, he was working as a CIA front and wasn't telling you. Um, and he might also be a terrorist. And he he was... And then, yeah, you find out that your wife-to-be... Oh, and also then you turn on your father-in-law and fit him up as a terrorist because you know it's not you. So... And, and alienate him... Then find out that actually your, your it can't in, be him. Your father-in-law, who is your employer? Yeah, you find out it can't be him, and then a minute later you are murdered by your fiance. By your terrorist fiance on your wedding day. It's going to be tough to beat. Yeah, uh, like yeah. Uh, I, that. That gives Terry a run for her money. Yeah. I think. Oh, I. I think if if it had a fugue state in there, then perhaps, but. Um, yeah, we fuck. We also missed something about Terry. I don't know if it happened in this block or the other one. Terry, 
No, we did. No, sorry. I want to go back to this quickly. Like Razor, horrible, horrible day. I'm really sorry. But we had a bit of information about Jack and Terry on their week before. Yes, about when they went to um. Uh, when they're on the plane before the plane gets shot down, he's talking to Nina about Terry to try. I assume to tr- make her feel like shit. Yeah. And one of the things he says is that they went to Venice um, Beach. Venice Beach, and were watching the rollerbladers and like the uh, like the the power lifters. And laughing at the crazy people. This, like, this, is, this a- is the Bauer family household. Like, that's their movie night, is going out and laughing at people. I assume it's meant to be like a people-watching thing, but I can fully believe that they go and laugh at people who are in distress. Yeah, like, rather, rather than it being, like, just some guy with, like, big hair, like, parading around in silly clothes and just being like, ah, oh, hipsters, let's laugh at the crazy people. It does, from his delivery, absolutely sound like um, he's just going up to someone having a schizophrenic episode, and he's just, he, he just starts... Playing got your nose. No, he just starts saying numbers at him. Yeah, it does sound... It's really, it comes across very badly for Jack Bauer. Speaking of Jack Bauer in his, um, in his plane, oh, or uh, no longer plane, I guess. Uh, well, when we last saw that plane, it was going down. Mm, it was a miniature on fire. Yes. Now we see the plane. It has gone down. It is embiggened on the floor. Um, a, a noble plane crash can embiggen the smallest Thunderbird. Mm. Uh, Jack's fine. <laughs> he's he's so fine. He it's is, very funny. No, he, he isn't entirely fine because he's, he has a little bit of shrapnel in his leg. But that's because in real life, Kiefer Sutherland injured his leg while coming out of his trailer. And so they did that to explain why he's walking with a little bit of a limp that episode. Yeah, he pulls a little, he puts a, pulls a bit of shrapnel out of his leg and but, then he's walking a bit funny for a bit. Had Kiefer Sutherland been able to operate stairs, Jack Bauer would have Survive. Like the, the, he would have just rolled out of the wreckage the and fu- been entirely fine. The fuselage is scattered. Yeah, like uh, nobody on this plane is dead, which is bizarre. Well, there's they're a- being thrown around like they are um, an accountant in the back of a fake taxi. Yeah. Uh, um, well, he, he get, there's one agent who's like barely conscious, and he goes up to him, and that the agent just says Myers, like he's a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a Pokemon named Myers, um, I th- if, I'm going to be honest. That's Nina's surname, isn't it? I didn't even yeah, yeah, register yeah. it at the time. No, he's but, like, go and get Nina, is what he's saying. He's okay. like, Myers. I think Myers would be a poison type. Yeah. Because they're, they're generally the Should big... be a Cruella type. Yeah. No, no I think... Because that, that agent, the one that looks like, you know, Samwise Gamgee, um, he... He must be the Pokemon Myers... If he's the one that says Myers. Yeah. And I'm going to... Poison types are the ones they got in that baritone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Yeah, so now Jack has been, like, shot down. He's going to be madder than ever. Oh, yeah. The, I love this because it cuts back to Palmer at some point. Who um, just after um, and working like, out with Bow, it. Like, Bow's plane has gone down. Oh, he tries to get Nina to give up the, give up the location of the bomb before on whilst they're being shot down as well yeah and she won't do it because she knows that that's all she's got to live like if if she doesn't if she gives that up then they're just going to kill her so um well he uh he he mouth to mouths nina 
Hmm. He finds Nina like lying with like a, 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 in a position that she would definitely have broken her neck. Yeah, but she's fine. Uh, he, yeah, he finds my ears and revives her. Mm. Um, and when she sort of you know, gets back up and moves around, uh, they see soldiers going around, and they're like, "Oh, oh!" At which point, Jack, Jack says, "Hang on, they don't look like search and rescue." Uh, as one of they're them, a bit heavily armed for search and rescue. Aren't they? Yeah, yeah. As one of them goes up to um, uh, Myers and just blasts him in the face, mm. and then the coolest fucking thing. Oh, this actually does rule. Um, they see a guy, you know, crests a hill and goes, "Hey, dudes!" And as he's drawing down on them with his rifle. Jack pulls out the flare gun he scavenged from the fuselage and shoots him. And then he just—it's like a, a photon torpedo. Yeah, he, he has like this giant flare, like in the in his chest cavity, As and he, he's like flailing about and falls down. Yeah, he's yelling, "Yeah!" while firing his rifle mm. in the air, one-handed. It is the coolest thing. We watched it twice, and then it's in the recap next episode. Mm. Uh, and Jack then steals that guy's gun and and uh, his ammunition, and yeah. then they run off and hide in a trench for a bit. And... Yeah, he get he gets Nina to take care of the ammunition, which is the silliest thing. Okay, so just from a tactical perspective, right? He's like, I need you to spot for me and pass me the ammunition. He does not need Nina to hold the ammunition. That's incredibly dumb. Like. You want your ammunition to be where you can easily reach it. You don't want it to be further away from you, where because she's she's a fair ways away from it. Yeah, and it's, it's throwing it over. Throwing to him. it over to him. Well, it's silly. Just put the pack by your by your feet. By your feet, and also he gets the pack off a bit of soldier's webbing. It's on a belt. You can just clip it round yourself, dude. Well, anyhow, Nina ends up taking a couple, like one of the um, one of the clippersines, and. Um, I, I made you twitch when I said that, hmm. uh, and uh, she you know, hides it in her uh, in her jacket and goes, "Oh, oh no, Jack! We're all out of bullets." As a CTU chopper comes in and and, and sweeps up the remainder of these um of, hmm. of these bats, and Jack has thrown down uh, the M4 that he was using to fight these guys at this point to yeah. like draw his pistol to like take out the re- remainder. So. Um, um, Remainder? That's not a word. Yeah, no, that really is remainder. I'm, I'm starting to, yeah. Uh, and Jack notices that there's a, a snake tattoo on the arm of one of these dead soldiers, at which point um, CTU's Groucho Marx officers. Oh, they're back. But who else is back? Nina with a gun. Yeah, she because he threw the M4 down... Um. She just walks up, gets the magazine that she put in her her coat pocket out, loads it, and 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 points it at Jack. Yeah, and uh, she says, "I want to speak to the president." And they're like, "Oh fuck!" And and she says, "What?" And they say, "What do you want?" And she says, "I want immunity." And oh, yeah. they say, "You're." And yeah. Palmer pa- Palmer is not talking to her on the phone. It's like his chief of staff. But Palmer's in the room. He's in speaker. the room, like, and when she says, "I want immunity from all my crimes." He like throws his hands up like this bitch is crazy. We've already given her that, and then and then and then she says, "This is a crime I'm not. I've not yet committed. It's the murder of Jack Bauer." Uh, and it's like, oh shit! Because then she gets rid of Jack, 
who otherwise will 100% murder her. Yeah. Uh, Which kind of rules. But then I was like, there's literally an entire Groucho Marx unit there. Um, she's a fair ways away from Jack. They could just shoot her. And I was sat there going, just shoot her for a- ages. And Jack does this thing where, like, um, where they basically say, like, you, I will tell you the location of the bomb. And once, um, once the intel is verified, then you have permission to shoot Jack. And Jack, he does the funniest thing I think I've ever seen him do, which is if Jack Bauer was being held at gunpoint, he would simply say no. Yes, if somebody was going to execute... Well, no, but before that, he, he was just saying, uh, he was being like, no, you know what? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, tough call, Mr. President, but... Uh, I understand. Yeah, saying I should be murdered. Uh, I would have made the same one. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Good, good decision, mate. And then, and then she gives the location of the bomb, and whilst like they're waiting to go check it out, Jack's like, you know what? I don't really particularly fancy standing around to be shot. Yeah, it's like, you know, you know what I could do right now? I could just walk away. Yeah, you know, you know the bricks. Yeah, I could hit the bricks. Yes, the, the, the bricks, as it stand, they remain completely unhit. <laughs> as he just gets up and just starts walking away, and she's like, "Well, I'll shoot you." And like starts moving away, moving after him, which basically puts her in the line of fire yeah. of her Groucho marks yeah, with a sniper rifle. Yeah, and she says, "If you keep moving, I will shoot you." And he says, "Well, if I if, if I don't keep moving, you're going to shoot me in five minutes' time." So he just keeps walking. She's like, "This is really unfair. This is, Mom, Mom." <laughs> she gets shot yeah, by she a gets, sniper. Yeah, like non-lethally. Like she gets winged yeah. by a sniper. She, it's the guy. From season one, oh, no, if, who wings no. the guy, but then he falls off no, a bridge. No, if, if it was him, then she would have. He would have winged her. At which point, in the middle of this scrubland, she would have found a glass bridge and fallen off. She would it. have been pounced by a mountain lion. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, they all they all get up in a helicopter, and Jack tells Palmer. Um, also, just to just to check it off. Um, yeah, remember that. Uh, remember that journalist that Palmer. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and how he just... He said, so, whatever you do, don't tell anyone this thing. Um, yeah. That's the deal. And he's like, deal. And then the, the journalist went out and told people. Yeah. Yeah, um, Palmer was torn between either telling the truth or trying to find a way of smearing the journalist. Yeah. So, um, just doesn't really get... Not really important, just kind of funny. Mm, mm. You know, Jack tells Palmer that um, these guys, that he recognizes that snake... And they tried to recruit him. Yeah, they have a, all of the guys, the soldiers that he's been shooting at have like a cor- snake tattoo. Uh, a coral snake. Coral snake tattoo that he reckons is part of an NSA secret unit. Well, yeah, it's, it's, a, um, it's a spec ops group operating out of Fort Benning that when they look into it, they find that it, um, uh, it's run by a guy who works in the NSA. And, and so- thus begins... The uh, Far Cry 3 principle of 24 again. Um, I don't think I've gone into this before, but like you remember in season one where they had a good villain, uh, like Ira, Ira Gaines, Gaines um, and it was really, really good. And then it went on too long. Um, my, my thesis about 24 is it would be quite good if it was half the length. Because it, uh, because it has a good villain... But then it feels the need to keep going 
for double the time that you expect, at which point they need a new villain. Um, and uh, in the last one, it was the Norwegian Serbs, but in this one, it appears to be the, the NSA. Uh, yeah, it's the deep state NSA. So um, those chaps that were previously ordering military evacuations and all of that, and you're potentially sabotaging the helicopter and saying, oh, let's not share any intelligence at all. Uh, Palmer talks to so Roger Stanton is his main like NSA military guy. He yeah, he's the head of the NSA. Yeah. Uh, he's the guy that says, well, don't give them any intelligence mr president so, um, if you don't if you don't know the nsa is entirely intelligence gathering it's um if you're british and you know um gchq then it, it's the, the u.s the u.s equivalent of that yeah they, they have, don't have any armed forces or armed units or anything yeah, like that yeah. mike um as he's saying well if i had to guess it'd be somebody's pet project um okay and it would be yours then because yeah. the buck stops at the top yeah he's like uh, and Palmer is just like, cool. No, the, the, I, it's not just cool. I believe you. It's also cool and good. It's good that you've done this. It's mm. fine. It's like, it's fine, really. It's like, I'm actually laughing. It's funny. Yeah, it's very funny to me that you've done this. It's actually funny. Uh, okay. Well, the address that um, that Nina gave them turns out to be the uh, the address where Kate, the white woman, has who, been kidnapped too. Yeah. Yes. Well, we saw her getting bundled into the back of a van. Um, she and the PI wake up. In uh, in a house, and Syed Ali, that guy, what everyone has ties to or not, uh, yes, he wants to know what he's there. Yes, he wants. Yeah, he's there, and he's, he wants to know what she saw on the laptop. And the um, the PI, he's hung up by a by a hook, and he he's like, well, if you saw nothing, then you know, I guess I won't find anything if I do this. And just starts putting an electric saw to the PI. Yeah, and like slapping him a bit with like, well, like the, very lightly on the back, but it's sizzling, so we assume there's some like yes, chemical yes, on his hand he, or something. He has a torturer who wears like reflective disco sunglasses. Oh. And he just sort of, he, he's like a torturer bongo cat, just sort of puts puts <laughs> lie on his gloves and just sort of slaps the back of his, and slaps his back over yeah, and over. Just lightly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, imagine... Um, can we talk about what um, Saeed looks like? Well, every time we've been hearing Saeed Ali's name... We have been saying Glorious He. Ali Ababwa. Mm. And, then very, and then coming up and improvising various lines about um, how he will um, sell you explosives and um, how he will destroy the infidel. Mm. It's, it's, it's been kind of great. Uh, we saw him and we realised he's not... He... he he does look a little like Jafar. No, but he doesn't. And then, but then I mean, it's, there it's is Strucker's. a Disney villain that he looks more like. And it is as if Scar from the Lion King was a man. Yeah. It is uncanny. Or a human man. A human man. Mm. Um, it is. I, I feel like he's like, he's, he's, okay. I quite like this character, even though he's an awful caricature. He is very much an awful caricature, right? Like, if you're aware of, like, any TV show from this time, of this genre, there will always be the Muslim character who is, like, misinterpreting Islam. And he's, like, dead set in his beliefs. To, yeah, and, like, he can't but be convinced out of it. If, but this guy... If, yeah, if, if you can imagine... If you can imagine, like, any of those, this was 
again, like 2003. No, I'm almost like, like do, do, uh, because this is such a stupid caricature. Well, when, I'm like, whenever, you know what, dude, had... just roll with it. Yeah, just yeah. You do you, King. Yeah, you be that villain. Like when everyone was writing these things, it hadn't been overdone. But then they all came out at the same time, or like over mm. the course of about eighteen months, and so. By the time that one generation of, of um, writing projects had matured, it had then been very overdone. Uh, he he is a yeah. He's like cartoonishly bad, but uh, he um, it, it he's he's you know what they've done? They've Disney villained him for me. Oh, they've made him charming, relatable yeah. because he's the villain. Yeah. No, yeah, that's the thing. He he does have a very similar vibe to Scar. Yeah, no, really, he does. He's somewhat personable. Um, although again, he does have he does have a torturer. Yeah, and um, well, Scar had the hyenas. Exactly. They exactly. Had not the birdie boiler. Not the not the birdie boiler. He puts he puts um, Kate in the birdie boiler. Except the birdie boiler in this case is Claire's accessories. Yes, he had uh, his torturer is. Pretty much entirely just torturing her by putting a scalpel against her earlobe. <laughs> he pierces her ear. Yes, Kate. Like... Now tell me, do you have any younger relatives? <laughs> I'm sure they could do with a little butterfly stud. It's just, it's comical. He's like tickling her ear with his scalpel, and I was like, "Oh, is this meant to be a threat?" And then, and then I realised that she's like. Wincing, and I was like, "Oh, oh no! This is the torture." Yeah, so, yeah, so our, our boys at CT, <laughs> our boys at CTU, they um, they look in through the heat vision, mm. and they say, "Oh my God, Claire's accessories is operating in there illegally," and a, a round of Rainbow Six Siege breaks out. Oh, it's so good! They, they, it's so good. They send in Montagna, they, like the big shield lad. Yes, a chap goes in with with a breaching SWAT shield, and as always happens in Siege. The guy just focuses all of his fire on, yeah, all on the, the shield. Yeah, the torturer just shoots the shield like a big fucking nerd idiot. No, what you need to do is you need to either run up and melee Montagna nowadays, and then his shield flinches out to the side like Clash, and you can shoot him in the legs. Or the classic way of dealing with him is you throw either mustard gas at his face or a C4. Uh, but they don't have C4 in this universe. So It's, it's, it's C5 and above only. Mm. Uh, and so then Jack Bauer pops out from behind uh, the shield fellow and with a beanbag with shot- a beanbag shotgun yeah just domes this guy and but uh, he then you know cracks his cyanide tooth before they can get to I'm it. pretty sure if you shot somebody in the face with a beanbag gun that yeah. it would crack their cyanide tooth it's possible yeah it's possible that so Jack- I think Bauer killed this man I actually I, I'm also willing to say that Jack Bauer poisoned this man with his shotgun yeah. Yes. I, I don't know why I'm just imagining that like you're playing Borderlands or something and you just you, you shoot him with poison a, damage yeah, gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you shoot him with a regular gun and then you're like, why is he taking why is he taking mm. acid damage? Uh, and well then we get to a point which starts to become a little bit problematic. Mm. I mean I mean it's already become problematic, hasn't it? Let's be honest. Like the character of um Saeed Ali Glorious is, Yeah, like I mean Fun as it is to turn him into a Disney villain, 
I think we need to address the fact that he is an incredibly problematically written character. Well, um, um, he well, uh, he no, we, is we, we, very much written by. We, um, we can get we can get to as this, a character get to this during, I, the, during the during the interrogation. That's yeah. when that's when one of like, the many head scratches came up. Mm. Um, anyhow, they, Kate speaks a little Arabic. Um, oh yeah, he says he's going to go and pray, and he leaves the, the yeah, house she before heard them, she heard them say prayer before Rainbow Six turn up. Yeah, yeah um, he, he left the he left the lobby. Yeah, and and then Jack's immediate response is, "Oh, because they were saying praying a lot." Get me a we list have of mosques. Fifteen mosques in the area. Let's surveil them all. So they find, I think, the nearest one. Yeah, and they, I think, they just have a. What did you say it was a niqab? Yeah, they have a niqab just in the boot of one of the cars. Which, and that, that's the that's the veil that it covers the hair and the face but not like it all doesn't it. cover the eyes yeah it, it leaves the eyes open yeah like it it, it the eye and, and and like generally like some of it, it can just be the eyes um but it can be like a bit of the forehead as well like that's open and generally it's pinned in place but um kate doesn't know how to do it because she's a white woman um so they put kate in the niqab to go into the mosque to identify uh, Said because Glory. she's the only one. Yeah, she's the only, maybe the only person in the world that they know who's actually who's seen actually him. seen him. Yeah, um, and uh, he's he's not difficult to describe. Yeah. You could just say Scar. Yeah, like um, he's a caricature to the point that he's incredibly easy to describe. Yeah. However, she goes in holding the niqab up yeah, to her face. She's holding her. it because she's only got it pinned on one side, but she's yeah. holding it. What she's doing, in effect is standing there with her hand on her ear, yeah. like the guy in, in Casino, Casino Royale, Royale. Yeah. who, like, it, like Bond is like, put Stop your hand down. your ear. Yeah, like, she's she's doing an undercover bit whilst touching her ear the entire time. Although um, it does also look like, um, you know, Plan 9 from Outer Space, the guy that replaced Bela Lugosi, but only the top half of his face looked like Bela Lugosi, so he's permanently holding his cape in front of his nose downwards. Yeah, she's just... It's so stupid. Like, like. Well, either way, she goes in and she sees him, and then it just goes out. She hits the bricks. Yes. And like, this is a very bricks-heavy episode. Yeah. And uh, then, and then, and goes, yeah, there he is. He's in there. So then, um, the boys go in, but apparently, um, no, no, they wait for them to leave. Oh yes, and they don't see him leave. Yeah, and he doesn't leave because he's very clearly seen that she. Someone who has been a white woman in a niqab has Walk, walked in, walked in, late. holding her ear, looked at everything, and then left. Uh, so he, they don't see him come out. So they go in, and in one of the side, like children's prey areas, like a, a prey ground, let's call mm. it, um, they find a man who is um, must have been a big uh, Rage Against the Machine fan because he's, yeah, he's on fire. Yeah, he's doing the album cover, mm. um, and. He's wearing um, he's wearing Sayed Ali glorious mm. clothes, but Jack Bauer, uh, ankle discoverer, realizes mm. they don't fit him. It's another. It's a guy who just burned himself to death to throw them off the scent. So they uh, they 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 continue, They move out. Um, they they spread out the search and end up finding. Uh, they end up finding Scar. Mm. From this point on in my notes, I just refer to him as Scar. Mm. Um, 
Oh, um, he he has actually f- called up Marie at this point after she's executed Razor. Oh yeah, Marie goes and gets the trigger out of the locker of one of the dudes who's been caught or something. Uh, no, he uh, yeah, I think the chaps who um, dear assisted each other in the UPS van. Yeah, they were meant to. Yeah, they were meant to get a trigger from their uh, from their locker in a workshop. So, but they um, they fucked it up because they were just busy nard shooting yes, each other. So um, so Scar calls Marie, says, change your appearance, and now we have Dark Marie, uh, who... Um, She's dyed her hair and it, cut it, and she looks hot as hell. Uh, you did say the words out loud, new smoke show. I did, yeah. Um, There's a thing about women with dark, short hair for me. It really... It, it ticks some boxes for me. And, uh, we, we also find out that Marie... like. Red flag right here. She went to university in London. Oh, no. And then she disappeared for a few weeks. Yeah, but like disappearing for a few weeks. In London? Where do you think she might have gone in London where she might have been radicalized? Oh, was she hanging around in Finsbury Park, perchance? um, I hate this so much. Well, her, her being in London, typical red flag. However, her disappearing... Does give Bob points in the bad dad stakes. Yeah, no, her like disappearing and being radicalized, absolutely. But and what I hate when, when, here, he, when he came, when she came back, he was like, "I just kind of stopped asking questions." Yeah, she stops talking about politics, and then and then Swede Mason is like, "Oh, well, that's a clear sign of ra- being radicalized." That, that, no, that that is a thing where if you're radicalized, they tell you stop, like don't talk too much about politics with outsiders because because it, you'll give yourself away. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But like, I I just I want to address something here. Earlier on, I made a comment about like it being quite obvious that like an agent walked in because a white woman walked into a mosque, and like I I just want to say I know a few white Muslim converts, and absolutely not uh, really, really name one you're friends with. I, I can name several, um, but uh, like I, I I think that that's not to be taken on my part as like you you are not allowed to go to a mosque please please if you if you want to go um but like i mean i mean don't why do i i have no authority here to tell you which way or the other however Simmer down, Jackie i Weaver. i um i just fuck i've yeah i've forgotten my point the point here i think is that oh no i no i haven't adhd has struck again um there is a sinister plotline here of the white Muslim convert, which is also a thing of its time, I think. Yeah. Anyone who converts to Islam is clearly very awful. Um, to the point of I knew somebody uh, a while ago who her flat was raided on drugs charges and they found a Quran... And they decided to up the drugs charges to terrorism charges. Aruga. And she was held on terrorism charges purely because she had, I think she was a, uh, like a chemist by trade. So she had chemistry stuff and a Quran. So Oy. they, um, they decided that she must be a terrorist. She must be a white convert terrorist. I fucking hate this shit. Because it's literally just that. It's that yeah, yeah, it's, nonsense, all writ large again. It's, it's, you, it's, you wouldn't have it for a good reason. Um, well, the, you wouldn't have it because someone in the street was handing them out. 
that people are, are notoriously stingy with their Qurans and their religious texts in general. Yeah, it's like, like how, it's, they don't want people to read them. Yeah, it's like how I um I have never once been offered a book of Mormon. Yeah, like never, never. I've never, I've never had some fella in orange approach me and ask me if I want to buy some some books that then turn out to be religious texts. It's never happened to me. Yeah, um, it. You know, I because I always do find it interesting to learn about other religions. So I just wish that famously the Harry Krishnas didn't keep to themselves so much. Mm. Um, it's it's notoriously incredibly hard. Yeah, um, to find someone who wants, who wants to tell to, you about yeah. Harry Krishna. Yeah. Well, who wants to tell you about their religion in general? Yeah. It's not like they stand in the street and yell or yeah. anything. Like, well, yeah, but then you see them, and then you, you know, you, you find it. First, you go out on the street and you find people yelling at you about your religion. And the next thing you know, you're Jack and Terry Bauer laughing at people on Venice Beach. <laughs> um, anyhow, they they end up finding the bit that Scar is in, um, and they move in and they stop him from cyaniding himself. Uh, and Jack Bauer, as he's like stopping him from doing it, he's just yelling, "Engage the room! Engage the room!" <laughs> like he's a theatre guy, <laughs> like, like like he's an improv teacher with a group who just haven't got the they haven't got the stage presence down. Yet. <laughs> project, uh, project, um, and then he just starts properly torturing him. Yeah, no, it's um, real bad actually. Like it's well, just it's fun. Uh, well, as an extremely brief side note, um, so Palmer and his he has a Robert. Roger Stanton, who the NSA guy. Who, oh yeah, because, he's found a guy who used to be a Green Beret. Yeah, he found one of his Secret Service. Tracks. And he's like, "Can you maybe do some fucked shit to yes. this guy? Can you torture? Can you my torture NSA my NSA, the head of the NSA, for me, please, mate?" Yeah. And he's like, "All right." Yeah. So he puts his feet in a in a, in a bath of water <laughs> in, a, in a bucket. Get, gets, gets <laughs> he puts it. his feet in a in a bag of milk. Yes. Yeah. Get, gets a defibrillator and just keeps defibrillating the sides of his head. It's like, it's like uh, simmer down, simmer down, Sonny Jim. If you ever want your head to fibrillate ever again, it's 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 horrifying and probably a thing that people do. But, it, but, but it, like, it's just it just keeps you just keep getting like what it what it speaks of to me is like the monkey with the symbols and in cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> who like is clashing the symbols on the side of somebody's head yes. over and over again? It looks like that. It triggers that impulse in my brain. It's that. That is exactly what it was um, reminiscent of to me. But uh, that's happening in real time at the same time that Jack starts just properly torturing Scar. Mm. Uh, so twenty four at this point is like you've got a nuclear bomb threat. You've got like full torture. This is twenty four as you know it. You've got mountain lions. Um. So the fact that they've got two going on at once. And it two tortures going on at once. That's um, that's kind of interesting. Uh, then the um, this is some, the, one of the things that I wanted to uh, get to. The imam of the mosque that they're in, he goes in to try and talk to Saeed. Mm. And he's like, yeah, you've you've done it now, Sonny Jim. This is not allowed. Yeah, it, it feels like he's um. You can't do this. Yeah. This isn't all right in our religion. Yeah. And it, 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 you can't, he's you like, well, that's an ecumenical matter. Yeah. You, um, you can't work out whether it is them just paying lip service to this or because it was, you know, 2003. The writers actually felt an obligation to go, yeah, so while we're, while we're trying to make a timely television program, we do need to have a character who is able to say, um, who is able to say, actually, you know, the, the actually Islam doesn't stand for this at all. Yeah. Um, um, which so, is again where 24's politics become quite confusing yeah, because, because well, much with the um, 
thing where you had a thing, well, we, we will try and help you if you give us intelligence. And they're like, yes, but we would like to bomb you. You hear, you hear both sides. So everything is like, you, and both sides make points that, you know, they, some may have far more cons than pros, but you're at least, they at least make you aware that you, you understand why somebody would take that course of action. Uh, and, but it, it yeah, if it, they it, were it, a dick, it never, it, it never really commit. Oh yeah. If, if you were a dick and you valued, you know, this particular thing over that particular mm. thing, um, but no one's ever, no one's ever doing anything just because they're, you know, moustache twirlingly evil, but the show never really develops a point of view beyond depiction. So it's very hard mm. to pin down its politics. Yeah, it, um, it is. Yeah. I think somebody could make a convincing argument that it's a very conservative show. And I think somebody could make a very convincing argument that... It's that, about the horrors yeah, of... Yeah, that people that yeah. view it as being a conservative show, for instance, Antonin Scalia, retired bitch, um, they entirely missed the point. Mm. That it was, you know... Yeah, that, but again, the it, problem we, it's in, we, is about to arise that um, Jack Bauer keeps getting information via torture. Yes, um, and well, the the torture method that he uses in this one, he's tried pain and he's tried you know threats. He's of, tried pain. He's tried appealing to the guy's religion. He's tried threats of death. Yeah. So instead. Um, Oh, they also, um, they've, CTU has found a, a mostly burned piece of paper and they use some very improbable image in yeah, thing to find. Yeah, it says N34. Uh, and he's like, what does that mean? Uh, oh, what does that mean? What does it mean? How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? Uh, uh, and, and he's like, oh, we're picking up old smoke show. You fucked up. And he's not picking up smoke show. Yeah, and, yeah and, and it's a big fucking lie. And Scar doesn't. She's busy delivering the trigger yeah. for the bomb. Very impressive looking bomb. It is a very impressive looking bomb. Uh, and so Scar, he um, he uh, doesn't really care until Jack turns on a monitor showing all of Scar's family tied to chairs with men pointing guns at their heads back in their home country. Yeah, and then like the guy who's replaced Stanton is saying to Palmer, like the, or the chief of staff yeah, the chief- guy... Is saying to Palmer like, "What's what the what's going on?" Going, I think this is probably our best course of action. Is we just let them? Yeah, because he's saying it's um the bomb is an act of war, and in a war, civilians are killed. And I went, I screamed. I was like, "Not on purpose, though, dickhead." Which, which like, is effectively what Palmer says to him. It's you're not supposed to just say it out loud. Yeah, like uh, it's imagine, bad enough that it happens, but it's not supposed to be official fucking policy. Imagine Jesse. Imagine everything Jesse said, but in a baritone. And now you know what David Palmer said. Yeah, but also fuck Palmer because one of the points that this guy makes is. Well, the security services in this country know that we are being, we've said that we'll attack them if the bomb goes off. So yes, I do think they will shoot these children. So Palmer has, uh, is the architect of this situation. Uh, He had the power to de-escalate this. And now the security services in that country feel like their only option is to shoot. And I cannot state this enough. A what looks like a seven-year-old, a ten-year-old, and a and a uh, and their mother. Yeah. Um. So Palmer calls Jack and just says, "We can't go ahead with this." 
Yeah, don't do that, yeah. please. And Jack goes, okay. The line goes dead, you know, Palmer hangs up. And then Jack keeps talking into the dead phone, just being like, but I do think it's our only way. Thanks for the support, Mr. President, he says, looking at Scar, and orders one of and orders one of the men to shoot his youngest son. He yeah. kicks the chair over. They kick the chair over and there's some gunshots and at which point Syed just screams. Yeah, yeah and, and he breaks. He breaks. Yeah, he, no, he doesn't break until they threaten um, to shoot, his, they other threaten son. To shoot yeah. his other son. And he's there about to do it. And it's genuinely horrible watching. Um, um, and also, I feel I need to go into Saeed's motivations here because this feels like an incredibly ineffective way of getting information out of him. Like, out of all the information. Out of all the ways to gather information, torture is never effective. But what I think, I think this is even worse because you're talking about a caricature of a man who believes he's going to paradise in a few days, in not even a few days' time, in a few hours' time. He thinks he will be going to paradise in an, in maybe two hours, right? So, like, if you're talking about uh, ways to make people even more angry at your country so that they are less inclined to give you the information to stop the attack. Also, like, if he believes he's going to paradise because he's this caricature of a man, right? Oh, your your son will be waiting for you now. Yeah, like, well, yeah, this is a terrible way of doing it. We have, like, we have just given just, him. We've given him a Disneyland fast pass. It's horrible. It's really fucking horrible, and like also incredibly, incredibly ineffective. And Jack Bauer is just too stupid to realise that even in the incredibly stupid dumb guy situation that they've invented, where this would be remotely. It's not okay even here. Like even like liberal like. Like the, the, Girl boss Palmer is not okay and, with it. Uh, and Kate, the white woman who's been doing all the racial profiling. So, um, no, I, she's horrified. Yeah, and, and Syed, he says, it's at Norton Airfield. We're going to be putting it in a plane and airbursting it over downtown. Uh, an airburst for a nuclear bomb is... is the most effective means of... Yeah, you want it to go off about 500 feet above um, above the air. It, um, for, but surprising, it's a surprisingly interesting number of physical reasons uh, to do with... the. I, we're already at an hour, and I could easily go on until 90 minutes talking about why you want to detonate a nuclear bomb at that height. Up. Uh, you want it up. It will be yeah. better up. Uh, no. and so they take him away, and then Jack, you know, he gets on a radio, and it reveals that they didn't actually shoot the kid. No, you know, they it faked was, it somewhere. Yeah, well, they just they kicked the chair over, and so you didn't actually see him get shot. They um, fired blanks. Yeah, well, But they, these it, children, I want to say, are still incredibly traumatized and, and still tied to the chairs this they're crying and it's horrible like this show is awful like, the politics of the show are they're they're confusing but they are definitely awful yeah well because we see this and we are everything that is being demonstrated everything everything from in the language of the way that the show presents it to us seems to indicate that we are not meant to think that this is a good thing. Yeah. We have, um, we have, we have characters that we know that, just, that, we, that we are presented as being reasonable who tell us that it is bad. It creates an incredibly, uh, through the use of um, incredibly offensive caricatures of, um, that are very of their time, I feel. Uh, although I feel like they still kind of get written like this 
I don't watch many shows like this, so I'm. Um, I think there probably is still they, quite they a are, lot of characters like this being they, they written. Are, they are used less frequently now, but that's effectively just because if you try and write a character like this, you're like, oh well, it's been done. Yeah, you know, it, it's not. Yeah, that's depressing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Like, um, I I feel like. Th- th- thankfully, we've done that specific brand of racism so much that people have to at least try and find a slightly new and novel racism. Mm. Oh, it's going to be trans people next. Oh, um, oh, it is, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, season five of 24 is actually about um, Graham Linehan attempting to false flag a bathroom. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, um, no, well, you only find out it's Graham Linehan at, like, episode 20. Mm, uh, mm. Yeah. Um, I... Uh, yeah, no, the, the show, just what it does is it creates a... Um, it, it creates an incredibly specific problem that can only be solved by torture. Um, and it somehow, it does it through the use of characters so offensive that like, they're so silly that like, it can't be real. It, um, which from, from a, it does create, you know, I suppose it's compelling from a dramatic standpoint, but as soon as you start thinking about the real world, that's when things. Yeah, no, this it's just, it's fucked. Like the, like it's quite hard for me at this point to continue laughing at any plotline to do with Bauer. Like Kim, Kim's plotline is hysterically funny, but like the Bauer, the main plotline at this point is becoming. It's enraging me, well, um, because the- it is just they crank the racism meter up so hard on this episode on this when, this yeah. episode but just in general over this series and when, when, like, I, when i said that 911 really oh yeah no hugely i'm aware that this is this is a time capsule right so yeah. like any time that i'm like i sound like i might be like laughing at anything to do with this right it's because the characters involved are so caricature as to be fully ridiculous yeah. But also then it manages to make the caricatures go through situations that I find almost humanizing and like, and I'm on their side more than I'm on Bauer's side. This is is why I think this is, this is one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast because it, 24 is a more complex show than people give it credit for. However, the level of how much of that complexity is what we're bringing to the table is up for debate. Mm. It's. Um, uh, I just. It, it's. It's nasty. I'm. I'm not having a good time with some of the stuff involved. And. Uh, it, Jesse, just. I feel just like it's look, only going to get worse now. The fucking deep state are involved Jesse, as the second act villain. No, Jesse, look at also, it. Look, look at it this way. You can have the head of the NSA getting repeatedly electrocuted on his face over and over again. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it also an extremely brief side note? Uh, oh, Palmer's de- wife is involved. Yeah, Palmer's yeah. wife is Palmer's involved wife with the deep is state. King Illuminati. Yes. Um, anyway, well, uh, we've been we've been, to- we've been talking for a while. Let's get let's get back to the grind so we can keep on track for the time. Yeah, I just uh, I I don't know. I feel I feel I need to I need to really stress here, just for my own personal sanity, that. This show is uh, 
I don't know. It, it's it's in, incredibly awful to the point of sometimes being. It's very easy to mock. Yeah, because it because it's written by clowns. Yeah, it's. There, there is a lot going on. I, well, I know that I, I've said the whole thing of, I don't know if it's good, but I do think that it's perfect television. Mm, by God, is it television? Yes. But like, and by oh, God, yeah, am well, I honking at the screen at points? And, and, and well, when, then when at you, some points, when, I'm when, like, you, when you watch when you watch an episode of TV, and you're like, why do I at the end of this feel warmer towards the guy that wants to nuke Los Angeles than the guy that doesn't. Mm. I have screamed... Maybe that's television. I have screamed fuck off at the screen upwards of 50 times now this season. Well, um... Um, And I have always screamed it at somebody who is supposed to be on the good side. Well, um, to end on a slightly different note, uh, I actually started to keep the damn it tracker. I, I externalized that. I have been so used to hearing Jack Bauer yell, damn it, that it is almost impossible to actually recognize. So uh, we, I, I'd missed a couple from the first block, uh, but with this recent block, we're now up to 10. Mm. We're at 10 damn it's. Um, we're at 10 damn it's and we're inventing awards to keep me keep uh, me happy and not depressed. And oh yes, we also we haven't even mentioned the fact that well, Razor, the current front runner for the um terrible horrible no good very bad day. Uh the fact that he died on his wedding day hours before it was meant to go ahead means that he could never actually become one of our many storied wife guys. He would have been. Uh, he would have been great. See now, listener, but I'm saluting. A moment of silence for a man who could only become a girlfriend guy. I'm too sad. Let's return in four episodes' time. Yeah. All right. If we have to. Well, we're 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 halfway. Yes. Uh, although we've we have found so much to talk about with this with yeah. this, this series, we're probably going to be um, actually it's running it. It's because I keep saying I keep having to explain that I feel like I don't want people to think that I'm laughing at the racism. I really don't want people to think that because uh, that's not what I'm. And like, ostensibly, this is a podcast for laughing at dumb guy shit, right? But when the t- subject matter has become the execution or faked execution of of, of a of a seven year old child. That's quite hard for me to sit and mock, because, yeah. Blech. Blech. Well, um, I can at least say that knowing what comes up in the next few episodes, you will find things to honk at. Oh, well, okay. There will there will be honk again, my friends. Okay, I'm I'm feeling quite depressed currently. So, I would enjoy a good honk, I think. Just let Kim carry you through. <laughs>
Uh, yeah, I think I just need to focus because on him. Because you think that weird country man that helped him out of a snare isn't going to be oh, entirely... Oh, no, you, you, he's Jim. You think a man... You think he is not going to be entirely unrelated to the nuclear bomb, still oh. somehow going to imperil her for an hour? No. <laughs> Do you think Kim is not going to come in with a strong late competition entry for the terrible day? Oh... Okay, right. I'm uh, on Jessie board. just arched her fingers like Mr. Fucking Burns. I'm on board. Okay. Oh, let's stop. Let's stop this now, or we never shall. All right. Okay, chums. We will. Uh, we'll. We'll see you in in four hours' time.